Let's begin with a word of prayer. My prayer this evening, Father, is a simple one, that you would give me a heart for your word and a word for our hearts. Amen. I know it's a bit strange, but I'd like to talk about Thanksgiving. So, who has attended at least one Thanksgiving dinner in their life? Oh, look at that. In fact, you may not know this, but Thanksgiving is the most celebrated holiday in the United States. More than any other holiday, people stop and celebrate Thanksgiving. Now, I don't know about you, but there's certain things that if they're not present at Thanksgiving, it's not Thanksgiving. One of them would be the turkey. You gotta have the turkey. Now, I don't know about your house, but we have non-turkey eaters in our house. So at our house, we have turkey and ham for the non-turkey eaters. Uh, you have to have potatoes. Some like them mashed, some like them baked, some like them double-baked. Some want sweet potatoes, then you have to decide. Marshmallows or not, there we go. Now you got to have the casserole. My family always had the green bean casserole, yes, with the French onion crinkle things on top. I have just recently met a family that has broccoli casserole. I politely take some because my mother raised me to be a gentleman, but I miss the green bean casserole. Then you got the stuffing, or some people call the dressing. Do you want it in the bird? Do you want it out of the bird? Do you do both? And then you've got to put, perhaps, I don't know if you've had this, the pineapple stuffing. stuffing. My uh, family from Lancaster likes pineapple stuffing. It's cooked separately. Well, then you got to have the gravy. Do you put the giblets in? Do you call them giblets? Do you call them giblets? Do you not put the giblets in? My dad used to make one of each, some for the giblet people and some for the not. Now, I, I, you're probably thinking, he is spending far too much time on Thanksgiving. I just got a couple more. You got cranberry jelly that comes in the can. Right? Or you got the cranberry sauce. Right? That looks more like turkey salsa. And then finally, you have to have the lasagna. Now, some of you are thinking, lasagna? I grew up in an Italian-American neighborhood, and every holiday has a tray of lasagna. And I said that once when I was teaching my class at the college, and they all looked at me like I was from Mars. Now, why do I, I, I start with this? Because we are familiar with a dinner that we all share. It also wouldn't be complete if you had to eat it by yourself. Thanksgiving requires family and friends, or it just isn't Thanksgiving. And at least in your heart, you need to stop and remember that in the winter of 1621, the pilgrims had a harvest and they thanked God for the blessings that he had provided, not only in the harvest, but in the help from the Native Americans. And they had a lot of turkey, and they had some seafood, and they had some deer, and they had corn at their dinner. Not that much different. I don't know if they had pie. I don't know about you, but Thanksgiving for me requires at least one pie, and my dad's favorite pie, you have to listen carefully or you'll miss it. My dad's favorite pie was a little bit of each. <laughs> ben, my mom would say, what kind of pie do you want? And he would say, 
a little bit of each. And that's my favorite pie too. We remember the blessing of God's harvest for the pilgrims and the blessings of the Native Americans. Now, what happened in Jesus' day, they didn't have pilgrims and turkeys, but they were rescued from slavery from Pharaoh. Now, I want you to think about this. Traditions become rituals. Rituals become religion, and religion becomes the focus sometimes, and we forget why we're doing the things that we do. So the Passover only had three rules, and you can find these in Exodus 12, but the rules were these. You had to have what for dinner? Lamb. You had to have lamb for dinner. And what kind of bread did you serve? Unleavened. Unleavened bread. You're doing so well. And you had to eat it in the house with your family. It was not allowed to leave the house. And this makes me very sad because we're going back to Thanksgiving. There's nothing better than the day after Thanksgiving sandwich. You got the fresh bread that I made in the bread machine. You slather it with the cranberries. You put on the stuffing, the gravy, the turkey, and you slap the top. Oh, Wawa stole my idea, and they call it the gobbler. But for Passover, you were not allowed to have any leftovers, and anything that was not eaten was burned. Now, if you've ever had to lend your child to a Jewish family because they ran out of children, and we, my kids grew up in Voorhees, very large Jewish population, and every now and then they call up and they say, Pastor, we need a kid. Oh, okay, who do you want? Oh, we'll take Benjamin, they say, and Benjamin would go over because... In the, the ritual, the religion of Passover, they sit from the oldest to the youngest, and the youngest has to ask some questions. It's not part of the original plan. All the original plan that Jesus had to follow with his disciples was lamb, unleavened bread, and eat it in the house with your family. Well, why? I want you to hear this. To remember God's blessing and protection from the plagues and the angel of death. Passover was a kind of Jewish thanksgiving. The entire nation of Israel stopped and said, do you remember when God blessed us? Like the entire nation of America is supposed to stop and say, do you remember when God blessed us? Well, here's some theology, and I'll run through this quickly. And if I... If I did impressions, I would do the voice of um, Morgan Freeman because it requires that kind of solemnity. Since the beginning of Eden, he would say, God has taken blood in place of our sin. If you remember when Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden, they were put in animal skins. Well, how do you get animal skins? You have to kill an animal. Blood was shed for their sin. Since Moses and Israel and Egypt, the preferred animal was a spotless, perfect lamb. We're going to come back to that. Jesus was called at his baptism the Lamb of God. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming and he said, Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now, when I worked at a Catholic church, I had to learn the Latin. Agnus Dei Peccolis Peccata Mundi. 
It's part of the Mass. They say that every Sunday. Why? Because we need to remember that the perfect Lamb was slain for us. The perfect Lamb of God, hear this, ate the Passover Lamb with his disciples, with those closest to him. Jesus, our Lamb, was sacrificed and crucified. His blood was shed for the remission of our sin. At the end of the meal, Jesus did two things. He initiated what we call the Eucharist, communion, and he washed the feet of the disciples. Let's take these one at a time. The scholars believe that there were two sets of wine on the Passover table and two kinds of bread on the Passover table. I'm going to put it to you this way. When I was a little boy and you went out to dinner, they would bring the bread basket. They would take your order and then they would disappear. So you would grab your knife and you grabbed some bread and you'd start shoving bread in your mouth because you were hungry. You had been looking forward to this all day long and your mom would look at you and say, don't fill up on the bread. Okay, anybody else's mom say that or is it just mine? Don't fill up on the bread. Now my mom would say, fill up on the bread, and then we have leftovers to take home. But she didn't say that when I was a kid. Scholars believe that there was the unleavened bread and the lamb to celebrate Passover. There was the wine to drink as part of the ritual, but there was also wine that you could have as your beverage, and that there was probably a bowl of bread, and it might not even have been unleavened bread, so that people would fill up on the bread, and then not disrespect the Passover meal. So I've been to churches where they insist that Passover or the Eucharist must always have unleavened bread, and they buy matzah by the pound. Doesn't matter. I worked at one church where they uh, sliced pita up, which is probably the closest thing to unleavened bread. Doesn't matter. Our friends across the street use the little wafers, the same that we do. Doesn't matter. What matters is that we take the meal prayerfully, purposefully, passionately, and perennially. I had to look up how to spell that in my notes. But if you know your flowers, it's spring, perennial flowers come up every year. We need to take this meal so seriously that it becomes part of our everyday Life. Now, the second thing Jesus did was he wrapped a towel around his waist and he washed the feet of the disciples. Tradition was that the youngest person in the group would be the foot washer. It was the least pleasant job. They walked through the desert sand and they had dirt all over their feet. And if you remember, they reclined at table. They had like beanbag chairs and their feet were in somebody else's face. They didn't put them under the table. So it was polite for them to wash the feet. Well, here's what happened. All the disciples came in and they said, I'm not doing it. Or like my kids used to shout, not it, not it, not it. And everybody sat down at table with the perfect lamb of God with dirty feet. And Jesus said, this is not acceptable. This is not the way you treat one another. This is not the way you treat the sacred meal. And he demonstrated for them that we need to be servants of one another because 
Jesus did it for us. Jesus demonstrated it for us. And Jesus died for us. Now, my son Benjamin sent me a, a text today. It said, happy birthday, old man. I hope your day ends better than Jesus did. Only your son, the pastor, can send you that text. I texted right back. I said, are you kidding me? He had a wonderful dinner with his friends. That's what we're invited, to have dinner with Jesus. At the table, put ritual aside, put religion aside, put tradition aside, and bring your open heart to have dinner with the perfect lamb, who tomorrow is going to die on the cross as the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Amen.